0: All right. Hello. Hello. Can Hello. you hear me? Hello. How's it going? Yes. How's it sound when you s- speak? Oh.
1: <laughs> ah. 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 All
0: right. I think we're warmed up. Welcome to And Introducing a Podcast About Words, About Music. I'm Chris Wayne.
1: I'm Molly O'Brien.
0: And introducing on drums, it's Patty Schemmel, percussionist for seminal 90s rock band Hole. Along for the ride with fellow grunge icon Courtney Love, Patty brings us a story of fame, addiction, despair in the seedy streets of Seattle and LA through her memoir, Hit. So hard.
1: Hit so
0: hard. Did this memoir hit hard for you?
1: Oh yeah, baby. Are
0: we in for a good, good uh, ep?
1: Oh yeah, it's a classic. And introducing it's classic topic, it's a rhythm musician.
0: Rhythm, rhythm section musician. This actually goes back to our very first days. I mean, this has a lot of the stats of Duff. Uh, rhythm section, mm-hmm. uh, Seattle, Seattle. L.A. Yep. Uh, only about three years behind him.
1: Yeah, which is crazy to think of because she's in a completely different universe. Like, no, you. Like, uh, Although Guns N' Roses and Nirvana certainly had their... Uh, their like a little crossover? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, Weird we're to think of Hole's first album as like three years old, uh, past appetite for destruction.
1: Yep. That was 88, right? Uh, 90. So yeah. Uh,
0: 87. I was, I was more. Oh, right.
1: 87. Oh, I'm thinking of the uses your solutions. Yes. Use your solutions.
0: Use your solutions. It's a good advice, uh, for SAT taking. I yes. Guess. Yes. Uh, but, Using using your illusion is more about Guns N' Roses, thing.
1: or like how to clean your contacts. Use your Use solutions. Your solutions.
0: <laughs> uh, anyway, hi Molly. It's been it's been a minute. Hi. You've been on an epic southwestern road trip. I've been on the road. On the road. Yeah. I call you Jack Kerouac because you're on the road.
1: That uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Call me Jack Kerouac. <laughs> it's who I am now.
0: What were you What were you banging in the bus on the road?
1: We banged all kinds of stuff. Um, you know, a lot a lot of Casey Musgraves. Mm-hmm. A lot of Ariana Grande. Yeah. Jenny Lewis sounded yeah. great, you know, rolling through the the, the flats of Utah. of Utah. Yeah. Well, there were flats and hills, you know. My memory of driving rocky through Utah
0: country. is that uh, you, you're you driving the flat and then way off in the distance you see the hills, but that you is, never quite get to them.
1: That is 100% true. I can confirm. Yes. Um, And then occasionally you go over like a whole ass mountain, mm-hmm. but it's normal. Um, Yeah. But now you're back. Yeah. Down from the mountains yes. and ready to get in the hole. Yes. I'm I'm I've been in the hole. <laughs> you've been in the hole. I read this book before before I left.
0: So you've it's been rolling around in your head for a little bit. It has. Yes. Uh Molly, what what did you what is your experience with hole?
1: Um, not a ton. Was definitely more, at least as a youth, more uh aware of Courtney Love as a celebrity, not mm-hmm. as a musician. Mm-hmm. Cause like she was definitely running through the cycle of like the MTV almost like legacy character. Cause yes. she is like a character more than she is like a person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I hadn't really listened to whole music until like a few years ago. And I love it. I mean, it's fucking great. Yeah, that's basically my uh I don't know. <laughs> like you start watching M T V
0: getting into that with the Brown. Um You know, the year 2000 there, she's basically like one step away from like being a VJ on there. Yes. It's like, guess what Courtney loves up to now. Now,
1: Yeah. Well, she did. She did her infamous 24 hours of love on MTV, too. Yes. Which I was aware of. I was definitely just aware of her as like a tabloidy type of figure of like Mm -hmm. she's, you know, flashing someone on Letterman. I guess the someone would have been Letterman. Letterman. (laughs) Yes. Um, you know, she's saying saying crazy stuff. She's, I mean, she's a, and she's also been referenced in about seven or eight, at least, of the books that uh, yes. we've talked about. She's just, she's an unforgettable woman, and um, definitely insane.
0: Yes, and so you are introduced to her if you're, I guess, around our age uh, as a tabloid figure. Yes, and as like, oh, Courtney Love, she's a crazy person. Yeah, or and then maybe a little later, you get introduced as being like, oh, she's like the Yoko of nirvana or yeah. something yeah. and then a little later you get the nuance of being like actually she's an incredibly talented and competent and artist in her own way and maybe, maybe the, better
1: that like honestly like maybe hole is better than nirvana whoa <laughs> well let's talk my experience
0: of hole is it, as a band is basically like uh again not much of a deep dive but uh celebrity skin yeah slaps yeah uh violet slaps yeah hole in general is the absolute most pl- I don't want to call placeholder music as the music is a placeholder, but it is like the definitive signifier of like girl in the 90s either being or doing something rebellious. Yeah. If you're like making a movie in 1997 or 8, and you're like, this girl is a rebel, you're like, slap some hole on the soundtrack. That'll get the point across.
1: And I mean, the styling is still like to this day relevant the the enfant terrible of mm-hmm. the writing world cat marnell who was known for her drugged out antics is 100 percent head-to-toe whole kinder horror uh corny kinder love horror, style yes. oh. like that's that shit is still relevant yes because it's such a strong uh,
0: you know who else is uh is whole aesthetic in 2019 uh margot robbie as uh, harley quinn Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. That Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn is probably a whole fan. Yeah. I was also remembered as a a very, reminded of a very cheesy uh, hole drop recently in in year of our Lord, 2019 Mm. uh, listening to the blank check check episode Mm -hmm. about uh, Captain Marvel and them reminding me that the uh, end credit song to Captain Marvel is in fact celebrity skin uh, to signify that indeed the year is 1998 and Captain (laughs) Marvel is a lady who is a badass.
1: There's, there's not a, honestly from that era, like there's not a lot of options of like th- of that kind of signifier. So like I'm kind of impressed that that's what they well,
0: would you did would you believe that um the climactic fight in that movie is also set to, I would say fairly embarrassing to just a girl.
1: Uh, I mean, as someone who did just see Gwen Stefani perform mm-hmm. that song live in Vegas. That's it. I would say that's embarrassing. Yeah.
0: It's not a good drop in Captain Marvel. Uh, I also believe that they they beep out bleep out uh, the word sluts uh, in celebrity skin when they play it over the credits of Captain Marvel. So all all, all around the the I guess I would say premiere 2019 whole drop. uh, Not not well executed. Mm. Do better. They
1: need. Yeah. They need someone to keep that torch alive. We are obviously going to be talking about Patty, Patty Shamal, who is a, not, Courtney love. Uh, not Courtney, not Courtney, definitely not Courtney love amazing writer. I do want to bring in just to kind of invoke the spirit, get some Courtney love vibes going in the chat because this will be Courtney love. There will she, she'll feature heavily in this book. <laughs> yes. Um, she did a, I believe this was interview magazine. I have this saved as a screenshot on my phone cause I keep pulling it up and reading mm-hmm. it to people. i um, doing an, an interview. Uh, where the interviewer says, "Describe the ideal woman," and Courtney Love says, uh, "Right now, I become really ensorcelled by this <laughs> by this Venusian fertility cult in the valley. They're beautiful women, all related to each other." Editor's note: court, uh, Courtney Love is referring to the Kardashians. Yes. She says, I'm seeing all of these connections to poet warrior men and great jewels and all the wealth. It's like, oh my God, you women did it. And you did it by doing the chores that courtesans used to do. <laughs> fuck, it's amazing. People insulted these women. They've done nothing but put these women down. And yet these women are laughing all the way to the fucking bank. As well, they should. They're geniuses. I feel like Camille Balia should have saved it for them instead of wasting it on Madonna. No <laughs> offense, Madonna, but what the fuck?
0: That is such a good She's piece a of genius. analysis. Yes,
1: She's a genius. That is a genius thing to say yeah
0: she Venusian the, fertility, fertility cult. in the valley yes we, don't, all deserve, related like, to we
1: don't deserve Courtney love and
0: imagine growing up and thinking that your first uh your first impression of Courtney love is oh that crazy bitch
1: that sloppy hoe yeah that's it Courtney love is someone who like like Monica Lewinsky who on my first introduction to her was like oh this girl's so messy and now I'm like no the world is messy Hero. and yes. they just and she's awesome <laughs> yes
0: Yep. Ooh, Monica Lewinsky and, and Courtney love in the nineties. That's a good, and uh, Anna Nicole Smith, Anna like Anna Nicole all these, all these a, women. Some good. Uh, there's some good triangulation. Yep. Uh, so tell me about Hole.
1: uh, well, I'll tell you about Patty. Tell me about we gotta, Patty. We got to talk about Patty. This book was awesome. This was definitely like, I don't mean to like generalize, but to generalize like women are better at writing memoirs than men. <laughs> it seems like a little more
0: <laughs> generally, genuinely interested in being introspective and in trying to make the memoir a piece of art. And versus to like,
1: a, like, a, like a literary product. Yes. As uh, opposed to. Most of
0: the, where most of the guy memoirs we re- read are like, hey, I gotta do a thing. Here's a bunch of weird stories I got
1: whatever guy was basically writing to do list where he was going to talk about like doing ecstasy and then fighting someone in a parking lot. Yeah. That was Sebastian, Sebastian Bach, Bach. Right. Yeah. Like this Could, is like
0: literally couldn't even finish writing his own memoir until when it went to publish.
1: I appreciate their contributions to the written word, but like so far I would say the women that we've done are just more consistent in yes. creating a book that is actually enjoyable to read. Mm. Um, so thank you, Patty. Uh, She starts this book, so let's get into it. She starts this book. She says, I was born recovering. Um, So she was born uh, 45 minutes north of Seattle um, to alcoholic parents. Right. Uh, Her mom was an alcoholic wife of the 1950s, as she says, who met her. uh, She was already married and then left her husband for someone she met at an AA meeting. Oh, God. And then they had two siblings and... Is that? Oh my God! That's what that means. I
0: believe the thirteenth step is hooking up with your
1: sponsor. In, oh my God!
0: In AA uh, parlance,
1: I had no idea. Uh, I just thought it was like get drunk again. I,
0: no, um, I believe in AA like slang. It means like hooking up, hooking up with your sponsor, uh, which makes it an extremely trashy name for that for extremely that bar. trashy bar.
1: Yeah. Yikes. Um, so, Pat, like, Patty grew up with. Her parents being like super involved in Alcoholics Anonymous hosting meetings, like traveling to host other meetings. And meanwhile, she has her first drink at age 12, okay, which is a uh, double Bacardi and Coke. And Interesting to
0: notify that it's a double Bacardi and Coke, because at 12, what do you know about What do you about know about doubles? I don't know.
1: He <laughs> dumped two glasses of something in it. Um, and so she says like she she's like feels like a very like awkward person, and she has a lot of like basically like aggression and no way to channel it. so she said that when she drank for the first time, I was finally free of my body, free of myself, everything that made me me, an insecure, fearful, clumsy, socially awkward redhead, and very likely a burgeoning lesbian mm. Mm.
0: yeah, I feel like that uh that narrative. Uh, rings true for many alcoholics of like, oh, finally something that makes me feel like me.
1: Yeah, or just like not like so damn uncomfortable all the time. Um, She gets into drums by playing in her school marching band. She says, uh, I feel like that's a, that that is probably the number one way that drummers, at least who grew up in like the 80s, 70s and 80s, got into drumming. It's
0: Sometimes it's hard to get access to drums.
1: There's just so many of them, and they're so big. Yes, and loud. Yes, and you, you can't, can't play get, them in the house. You
0: really can't play them in the house.
1: Yeah, the band room really does become a sanctuary. Yes,
0: or the football field or whatever. Um, I believe I remember when I uh, when you know my parents were trying to encourage me to play an instrument. They were like, "Pick an instrument. You can play any instrument you want. Mm-hmm. What do you want to play?" And I was like, "Drums." And they were like, "Any other instrument." <laughs> absolutely not. That's
1: too bad because the guys who ended up playing drums, like in the school jazz band were always like the hottest of the like band geeks because they like hit stuff. Uh,
0: I would say tragically though, uh, and even more nerdily, it wasn't because my parents didn't want the noise of drumming. It was because they didn't think it would look as good on college applications. Oh my God. Well, as much as uh, piano and clarinet.
1: Ah, yes. The, The wonderful piano. Yeah. um, Talk. Can
0: I share a count- cancelable fact from me? Yes. Uh, I played piano for a while, and then I wanted to take up a second instrument so I could play like a band instrument, so mm-hmm. I could join the band. Mm-hmm. But I had no real desire to do any other thing mm-hmm. and uh, or, or or like direction for any other thing. So I took up clarinet because in seventh grade I was really into Woody Allen, and Woody Allen played cl- clarinet.
1: Oh shit! I mean, at the time, I'm sure that seemed totally reasonable, you know? Yeah. To emulate your heroes, yes, no matter who they are.
0: Well, we—I didn't. We know. We all know now. I was like eleven or twelve. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, so she said uh, about playing drums. I had all this aggression, and I needed to channel it. Drumming is a blood sport, like boxing. Yes, and part of the de- developing the necessary the necessary stamina is to teach yourself to play through pain. Something that women do particularly well. Mm. Mm. Um, so she's growing up in you know semi-rural-ish. Uh, Washington, P- Puget Sound area. Uh, she goes to Ragers in the Woods with the other children of divorce in town. <laughs> she starts a band called Milkbone. Oh my God. That's a great high school uh, name band. She said uh, everybody loved us, even the Goths, which was surprising considering we had sort of a B 52s vibe. <laughs> um, oh God.
0: I want to go to a. a- Ray, wood would rager with like goths and punks outside of Seattle in like 1982.
1: That is the time and the place for sure.
0: Oh man.
1: Um, can you think
0: we could throw a theme party? That is that Seattle theme?
1: rager outwood so suburban Seattle suburban rager,
0: rager, uh, punk goth rager, 1982.
1: I'm only getting as far as like burning like pine scented candles. Okay. <laughs> but we can work I'm out I think you have
0: a lot of like corpse makeup and flannel.
1: Yeah. No, that sounds good. Um in 1987, she's 20, she gets her first girlfriend, she immediately moves into her place in Seattle. She is in a band called Doll Squad, which is another Another great band name. Yeah, she's honestly her band names are pretty deece.
0: Yeah, I mean, if it goes from from Milkbone to Doll Squad to Hole, I mean, whole is there. I, I don't want no Sybil.
1: I think so. then she ends up in one between those called Sibyl. Also pretty good, which is not horrible.
0: Uh, hole is one of those band names where like, you kind of can't believe that it took that long until to, the early nineties for somebody to name a band hole.
1: Totally. Um, and then, so she's just like, she's in Seattle and she basically, it's one of those things where if you're in this sort of mythical scene, right? Mm-hmm. Like, To us, it's like, whoa, what the fuck? And to her, it's just like, yeah, Yeah, I don't know, like... Lane Staley was hanging out like I met Kurt Cobain and like we started hanging out he was like a nice guy and we all
0: kept going to mud honey shows and being like yeah these guys are okay
1: they she's like it would be a night would be like you'd be in a parking lot drinking and like these guys would come up to you and be like we're in the band called Screaming Trees <laughs> and then you'd go see them open up for Beat Happening like, sure. that's just fucking at one point she gets in a good you would like this she, she kind she of talk makes about beat happening? she makes fun of the Olympia Washington scene oh, yeah, and, and those just nerds. being like so cozy and cuddly and like yeah. why does everyone want to hug each other all the time it's the,
0: the higget of part of, of punk <laughs> rock uh i do love fucking beat happening but i i can imagine uh thinking that those guys were incredible nerds yeah at the time here's a little uh beat happening to, to uh to set the scene also just because we've never played it on this show and i do love these guys i mean christen
1: man christen it
0: uh incredible diy Values and spirit, yep. uh, you know, that helped set the scene sage for that scene. But yeah, if you're like a fucking punk rock lesbian from Seattle and going to s- s- see these guys, she was guys, a
1: construction like, worker at one point. Yeah, yeah she was You just go like, see, see these this?
0: guys, and it's like a bunch of college radio nerds in sweaters playing music like this.
1: Yeah. I said
0: I like you, she said that she liked me, and we could be Friends, friends <laughs> in a special, stupid way. Anyway, I won't do all the that's wise on this, but that's
1: the style of music that, like, I I bet the scene like it made a lot of sense but that is literally the same sound of like college, my college bands except everyone paid like $250,000 for the privilege (laughs) of like starting one of those bands.
0: Uh, I wish that any of the bands I were ever in could have been this as actively shitty as to make something as sublime as this. Yeah. Everybody was just like a little too good and a little too self-conscious to Mm. like really dig into this level. Gotta Gotta be be dumb. dumb. God damn it. You just gotta be dumb to make good music.
1: Uh, and so she's like in this scene playing drums, and like as is the case for drummers, you know, pop, rock stars or pop stars have like generally, I think, seem to like seek out their path in life. Mm-hmm. And drummers, it's like, hey man, like you free to play my band, <laughs> yeah. like yeah, you you want to join my band? Well, and yeah, dr- like, yeah. I don't know, fuck it, sure.
0: Yeah, drummer. That's the rhythm section, though. It's like drummers and bassists are just like around guns
1: for hire. So yeah. Kurt recommended. He had heard Patty play mm-hmm. and recommended her to his wife Courtney, who was looking for yeah, a drummer they for were already, her band. They, they were already were, a band. They already had one album.
0: Whole? Yes. Oh. Uh, okay. So this has been like ninety one. This is ninety one. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um. when did, did. Does it say? Mention when Courtney and Kirk got married? Did they get married when they were like nineteen or something?
1: You know, Courtney was actually like kind of a normal eight, like. I think by the, because I was wondering this because I thought in my head, like when she had had a baby, she was super young, Mm -hmm. but like she was in her late 20s. Um, I don't, let's find out when they got married because I actually don't know.
0: Look it up, Molly. Look it up. Thank you. Look it up, Molly. Look it up. Look it up, Molly. Look it up.
1: Why is this taking so long? 1992. Okay. okay, So so we're already. Yeah.
0: She was like 20. Eight almost then? Yeah. Mm, wow. Yeah. Good. Normal.
1: Um. So yeah, he recommended Patty and Patty had obviously already heard of Courtney. Um. She said, Courtney was already notorious and surrounded by myth. She was Jerry Garcia's Ill- illegitimate daughter. She was the heir to the Bausch and Lomb Corporation. She'd burned down a house but made sure the cats got free. She was certainly no one you could forget even if you wanted to. Um.
0: Good, good myth making around Courtney.
1: Yeah. And then, so Courtney's sort of, I guess, reassembling her band at this point, so she needs a bassist as well. So
0: they'd done one album, then the band had kind of broken apart, kind of and now exploded she's getting back, back together to get the second band.
1: Yeah, and her listing for looking for another bassist, oh, a God, bassist who, these. who ended up becoming um, Kristen Pfaff, Um, She says, I want someone who can play okay and stand in front of 30,000 people, take off her shirt, and have fuck you written on her tits. No more pussies. No more fake girls. I want a whore from hell. (laughs) So, like, God bless anyone who reads that description and is like, me. no
0: me. No more fake basis girls? No more.
1: (laughs) Yeah, how many fake basis girls were there at this time? (laughs) Come on. uh. Just so, play, they get their horror from hell. just playing bass
0: guitar to get the boys,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, and then so at this point, she like Cole's getting together, there's their songwriting going on for Live Through This. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patty has a real like fly on the wall view of Kurt and Courtney's relationship because she hangs out with them all the time. Whenever she's in LA, she just like stays at their house. They're
0: splitting their time between LA and Seattle, yeah. At this
1: point. Um, they have their kid. Um she's talking about do you remember this there's a huge Vanity Fair controversy she it was I think this was either 92 or 93 she gave an interview to Vanity Fair where it was basically like she was denying that she was doing heroin while she was pregnant yes, but like no one believed with her yes. and she was also like smoking while pregnant which in comparison to that would seem that so bad.
0: whole interview would be a good bonus episode
1: yes um and so like every everyone in the press was shitting on her Courtney wanted Kurt um to uh, take control of the family public relations and defend her honor, but Kurt didn't want to fight. It took too much out of him, that angry masculine posture. <laughs> <laughs> Patty's take on Kurt is that he's just like a soft, like feminine Yeah, boy. he's a soft
0: boy. Yeah.
1: He's a soft boy. He
0: is a soft boy. He oh. He's a soft boy both literally and in the have you encountered the soft boy Yes. Uh, sense. Yes. It's just like a look down and mumble and play guitar good. Yeah. Um, and like... So- and literally basically like, sorry, I can't be more of a man and like do the things that are expected of men. I have too many emotions.
1: Yes. Yeah. And my tummy hurts too bad. From the heroin. From the heroin. Um, and then Courtney was like, wanted them to both like clean up and get their act together. And Patty's thought that Kurt felt betrayed and like pressured and abandoned because like they were... I. Patty never says Courtney was doing heroin during her pregnancy but she never denies it mm-hmm. and I think it's like pretty much implied that she was which um. sucks. Uh, and also Patty shares once that uh, Kurt invites her to go to a, sh- a shooting range for target practice. Okay. And I think the reason that she includes this in the book is because there's speculation obviously of like did Kurt actually kill himself. kill himself and she's like yes he did he did he, did he knew guns. his way around a gun and like he hated himself and didn't want to live <laughs> yes okay like, end of story courtney didn't do it
0: all right well they, yeah i mean that's good good evidence she
1: brought and she brings it up without like bringing it up in a overt way like you mean clever. like the way
0: that's uh, a like smart writer might talk about something yeah
1: Im- implication whereas
0: if it was like a dude a dude's bio it would be like they would be like, now, let me set one thing straight about Kurt
1: Cobain and guns. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, OK, so they, they start recording live through this. Patty gets into heroin in the most mundane way of just it's being like, like literally like, it's
0: laying around.
1: Yeah, like someone is like, hey, I've got this heroin and like I need somewhere to do it. And Patty's like, can I do it, too? And they're like, sure. And then she starts doing heroin. It seems like get, it was super common. I
0: don't see how you could watch all these people around you like having to deal with the problems of doing heroin and, and be like, yes.
1: I just have to assume that like it's it was missing that like after school special element that like I grew up yeah. learning about heroin with, which is, was always like a no way. Like, don't, it's not even once. If yes. that, that was like the messaging, right? Is like, if you try it once, like you are fucked. Yes. Um, and then it turns out, you know, you just need to get prescribed uh, opiates you know, for after breaking your leg or yeah, something.
0: 40, uh, 40 doses of opium for like, you know, getting your tooth chipped.
1: Right. Um, but they didn't, they definitely, there was none of that attitude. Like no one is saying, oh yeah, I've, I've heard that once is all it takes. They're just like, fuck it. It's like having a drink or something. I don't know. At yeah. least it was for Patty. Um. So then she immediately kind of gets strung out, and she says she went to. She said I went to Kurt's intervention high, not so much in solidarity, but because I always was then. Mm -hmm. Um, and she's actually ends up doing. She we get into what I will refer to as like an Anthony Kiedis flow in this book, where she's just in and out of rehab, detoxing Mm -hmm. and not detoxing for like two hundred pages. Okay. Um. Spoiler alert. And so she's actually doing a detox in like a self-administered one in a hotel room. Then she finds out that Kurt killed himself. And then two months later, uh, Kristen Pfaff dies of a heroin overdose as well. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, which is like the brand new bassist. The whore from hell. Yeah, the whore from hell. Um, so that's a lot. And that's like right as Live other. Through This is coming out? And Live Through This came out a week after uh, Kurt died. God damn and Did they
0: do any, like, touring on this?
1: They toured. They fucking toured. Jesus it sounded Christ. like a nightmare.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, they seem like they're barely competent people. I mean, yeah. should we listen to a little Live Through This? Yeah. Uh, I mean, we could go with Violet, the classic, Jennifer's Body. You, uh, dealer's Choice. All right, well, we'll go with it. And the sky was made of emery And all the stars were just like little fish. You should learn when to go. You should learn
1: how to say no! Oh, this, is a,
0: song. this is a karaoke classic for Molly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've never sang as a karaoke. I thought you did. No. I would like to. I mean, great drumming, Patty. Yes. But, like, Courtney Love's voice is just, like, iconic. Ugh. It's a, She's a great range. Rock star. Mm-hmm. I mean, having to play
0: this kind of music uh, while well, in and out of, uh, you know, heroin addiction is absurd.
1: Yes. And Patty's thing, which I find common in these books, is like, oh, I won't be high when I'm, like, playing, like, mm-hmm. if we have, like, a gig or if we're recording. But then it's just used as a reward elsewhere. Yeah. Anything else from Live Through This? No, I'm just playing the song. We can yeah. go on. Um, yeah, no, they, they tour. Like a world tour. Mm-hmm. Like right after. Um, so Patty's describing Courtney's presence on stage, which is erratic. Mm-hmm. She said sometimes she would stop in the middle of a song to dive in the crowd Sometimes she'd bring a member of the audience up to walk them through the chord progression of Miss World, um, <laughs> and have them play. Yeah, Patty. Patty literally started keeping a newspaper at her drum kit because, like, sometimes she would just be sitting up there. While well, Courtney did, while a bunch Courtney of shit. would for like an extended, you know, minutes upon minutes of like <laughs> fucking around. That rocks. Uh, but she's it rocks. But she said she's like it's like embarrassing. Like it, like you just feel like an, an idiot, like <laughs> sitting up there being like when am I going to drum again? (laughs) That's what I'm here for. Right.
0: I I guess it it seems very funny to me. Yeah. I I mean, I get it, but yeah, that is a very funny image to me.
1: So like Courtney's obviously like, (laughs) I don't know how you handle this well, but she's not handling it. Well, um, Patty shares a joke from their makeup artist that who said that the best way to get Courtney's makeup done is to wait until she nodded off. Oh my God. Because then she would stop talking and moving around. Oh Jesus. Um, and Patty herself is saying of this time, she said, it was an odd thing to live like a rock star. No cash flow, but the chance to be featured looking bloated in the pages of NME. <laughs> <laughs> and she just, go I mean, she's from like a working class family yes. and is absolutely going along with the concept of like you're getting kind of paid in experiences. Right. Like you get nice hotel rooms and like meals comped and drinks and whatever. But like, there's no cash flow like there's no money the
0: thing that we've heard from every single one of these people is like you get your like little tiny allowance from the label and then no have no money otherwise yeah
1: she got paid i think six thousand dollars to record the album that's
0: hilarious yeah they're like so out of this world yeah
1: but she i mean she didn't question it at the time It was just like what's what's the alternative yeah. yeah um okay so they come home from tour Patty starts hooking up with uh Kurt and Courtney's Live in Nanny. Okay. Annie? <laughs> Annie the nanny. The nanny? nanny uh, one night and so she she's like clean at the time but then Annie's like she randomly announces one night that she wants to see what heroin is like. Oh God damn it. People are not smart during this time. No, it's,
0: it seems very underinformed.
1: Yeah, no one is no one's going to health class, just I guess. sitting
0: around watching TV one night being like, "I you know what?" I want to try this heroin thing everybody's dying from. Yeah, what's
1: the deal? Um, so Patty gets, she, she actually went to rehab at one point during this period and then it obviously slips right back. Sure, She gets a, an apartment in Seattle, her first ever apartment of her own. She said, my favorite feature was the original working icebox. I would use it for one thing only and that was to hold a welcome home syringe full of my reward for those days when I was returning from a long journey. I felt very grown up. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> a vintage ice box, oh, an ice
1: box full of heroin. A little, um, a
0: little chilled drug.
1: Just a nice, nice little popper. Um, this also, this phase, kind of, sort of bottoms out with her um, smuggling heroin on a plane to the Northwest Territories in Canada for a promotional concert with Molson, <laughs> with uh, Metallica and a couple other bands that they were flown up to basically the, the top middle, of the world.
0: Like the middle of nowhere? To play like a of frozen, yeah, g- Google uh, North it. Northwest Territories. Molson rocks Canada's Arctic.
1: Yes, this would be like, year nineteen ninety 95. Is there a video? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: what person in the right mind would believe that anyone would bring four bands and 500 people to party in their town? Well, some believed in Tuck. Uh, Molson USA spent 10 million promoting and organizing the Polar Beach Party in Tuktoyaktuk, Northwest Territories, performing with Metallica, Hole, Veruca Salt, and Moist to an audience of 500 contest winners and guests, plus everyone who wanted to come from the small Arctic community. <laughs> Not everyone was happy with the Polar Party. The local Inuit newspaper's editor, Charles Tizia, said he had mixed feelings. It's good for our economy, but I have concerns about the impact on mental and physical health. He said. Alcohol can be devastating for people up here in the Northwest Territories. Wow, that's uh, a
1: very reasonable man. Yes. Oh uh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Le- least of Patty's problems. But she said she wanted to be high to see her first Metallica concert. Oh. <laughs> um, She also, it's a, around this time that she gets... Uh, Roped into a uh, roundtable discussion set up by Modern Drummer magazine, Modern Drummer to do a you know little chat about like women in drumming, and she finds that uh, her track marks won't stop bleeding. Oh no! And so she's like literally sitting at the table with all these people, just being like, uh, (laughs) (laughs) "This uh, like Sheila E. is there, like expounding." Uh,
0: I I would like to be the publisher of Traditional Drummer Monthly. (laughs) That's just uh you know centerfold spreads of timpani, uh you know, and uh, like a, a new feature on new methods of of uh, I don't know triangle playing or uh, marimbaing.
1: Oh my god, oh no! I like see it in my mind too. <laughs> Oh, or like a traditional, like yeah, like a big Scottish like drum line. Yeah, they have those, right? Yeah, with, like the big to go with the bagpipes. Yeah, yeah,
0: with the big mallet shaped like a, a lollipop. Yeah, and you hit the the tan. Traditional hi- yeah. drummer magazine. Traditional drummer monthly. Oh, it's God. four pages long. Uh, that's <laughs> distressing. more of a pamphlet, really. Yeah.
1: Um. So then we're yeah we're fully in the like the the dance of um Patty being in and out of rehab. She said, uh, especially after a breakup with a nanny. She said, "I simply decided I would live my best life with heroin." <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> I'm. It's like the thing that Emma 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 Stone said. No, uh,
1: Emma Watson.
0: Did did Emma Watson about say being self self coupled? I'm not single. I am in a relationship with, with
1: heroin. heroin. <laughs> I'm self coupled with heroin. With heroin. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how I feel about that. Just say single. Yes, What's the problem? I don't know what
0: you're trying to. I think it's. I mean, uh not to get uh uh all <laughs> anti SJW or something, but you know, people I feel like people need to to try to reidentify uh, and identify as like very simple categories.
1: Yeah, it's just it's it's fine. Yeah. Like you're not dating anyone. Don't worry about it. Yes. Like unless are you I guess maybe she's taking herself out on dates or something. It would be hilarious to uh see
0: like paparazzi photos of Emma Watson out at like an Italian restaurant just like
1: Holding her hand out, to holding the her one. hand
0: out, and like eat, eating a two giant bowls of spaghetti back and forth, and like
1: laughing. <laughs> but oh, there's so nobody funny. so funny. I'm so funny, aren't I? <laughs> um, I just crack myself up uh, after a couple of years. The whole finally gets back in the studio to record celebrity skin. The choice of producer is a notoriously arrogant producer named Michael Beinhorn. Mm-hmm. Uh, Courtney picks him, and he basically just has it out for Patty. Uh, she would, she says that she would hear rumors that he would, when she was in there to record her tracks, that he would be reading a magazine with the sound off in the sound booth. Oh, God. Um he like he was just not happy with any of her takes, even though like she cleaned up for the recording process. And then he apparently the other side of this that I read is that Courtney said lo- years later that the dude compiled like all of her worst takes and played them for Courtney and was like, this chick's got to go. And so they've replaced her with a session drummer. Really? For that album. She doesn't even drum on that album. Oh, no, I know. It's horrible. That sucks. And so she's obviously like, what the? F- fuck like hello and at that point apparently people were saying oh you know don't worry about it like drummers are replaced with session people like you'll still be in the the live band um she also starts hanging out with this like weird
0: i would note that uh yes Beinhorn won uh nomination for producer of the year for celebrity skin
1: really for a grammy yeah grammy oh i mean
0: grammys mean nothing but Sure. I mean he was he was well rewarded for his work of making her miserable
1: yeah that's horrible
0: I mean look we gotta listen to a little celebrity sentence so yeah. because the song rocks
1: oh make me over <laughs> I'm all I wanna be
0: I mean I feel a little bad that she's not drumming on it but yeah this song is such a fucking banger hey, so you make it, yeah. it's like a fucking riot girl sports anthem <laughs> It's very dramatic. I just like songs like this. Yeah,
1: it goes. It definitely predates the, like, early aughts, early mid-aughts trend of, like, I think Max Martin was the producer, like, when Liz Fair got her makeover of, like, that kind of, like, glossier, bigger rock style.
0: Uh, You know, this actually reminds me of, um, you said that my cover of this, that I kind of turned it into a a DFA. Mm Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, do they not have Oh, here it is uh, it, I had turned it into a kind of a, a DFA version You know what it is actually the DFA version of this song? Yes This is oh, yeah. TKO by La Tigre Another song that rocks in that same uh, category
1: And uh, Courtney Love once uh, punched Kathleen Hanna in the face So this is especially apt
0: Yeah for what? For ripping off the celebrity skin sound?
1: No, this <laughs> is <was> before that. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs>
0: anyway, just thinking about the, the, the similarities.
1: Uh, pa- another ri- ride girl sports anthem. Patty mentioned that uh, incident and just being like, you know, it's not—it's just not right for a feminist to punch another feminist in the face. Mm, I
0: wonder if she really deserved it. I don't. Look, I doubt she did. But
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs>
0: Look, are you on team defend Courtney or not?
1: I don't. I don't know. I, I truly don't know. The this has got just got me thinking. So this was 1998 with Celebrity Scan. Yeah. Like whole could have survived the late 90s rock band identity crisis because they just had such a strong identity, um, identity and they yeah. had such a strong front woman, and then it obviously all just fell apart. Yeah. Because had, people's pivoted to like, were like Swedish
0: electro pop.
1: Or like you think? I mean, to bring it back to no doubt, mm-hmm. uh, the they they survived the nineties by basically leaning into hip hop yes, and like dance music. And then Gwen went solo and well, doing, did all the, like, did all the appropriations. Dance, yeah. She apologized. Well, No, she didn't apologize. She recognized that she did all the appropriations in like an interlude when she was doing a costume change at her live show. Really? At her just live like, show? I've just been so inspired by all different cultures. And like, that just ends up in the way I express myself. I'm like, was she
0: specifically talking about the Harajuku girls? Yes, yes. Did, did we, oh, you mentioned that you saw Gwen Stefani live yes. in Vegas earlier. Yes. Uh, it's,
1: it haunts me still. You, so much to think about. I
0: can't believe that she apologizes for doing the Harajuku thing uh, every show. But what I think about it, she didn't, apo- she didn't
1: apologize. She just, like, acknowledges that it was a thing. She also acknowledges that she got divorced and that she's not happy about that.
0: Well, it, in her defense, it was 2004 and we had not uh, learned about appropriation yet.
1: We hadn't. We hadn't. No. We didn't know.
0: We didn't know. That technology had not been invented yet.
1: Should Should we have maybe given a little side eye to having four silent Japanese women named Love, Angel, Music, and Baby? Oh, the women actually had character names that they played? They did, yes. <sighs> I didn't realize that it was that like built maybe, out of a fantasy. Maybe we should have said something. And I th- I'm sure some people did. I'm sure there were actual like cultural critics who did. Oh, at the time. At I, the I time. thought
0: you were saying around Gwen Stefani. Oh. Be- being like, Gwen, do you really want to do this? And I'm sure that there were not. Zero
1: people. Yes. Everyone was like, honestly, Gwen, genius. Love it. <laughs> you love it. Love it. Angel. M- music. <laughs> baby. Oh, no. Love, angel, music, baby. <laughs> Anyway, back to back to this yes. uh, superior. Yeah, band. And, uh, yes. So, Patty around this time meets this weird, like, super fan slash enabler slash like kind of errand girl named Alice, mm-hmm. uh, who sort of insinuates herself in the band and like Patty specifically, in she the said, coterie. every instinct told me that Alice was a terrible person, but she was a terrible person who would do anything for me.
0: That's, that's tough. It would be hard for, uh, for one to pull oneself away from that.
1: Yep. Um, she also gets into uh crack around this time. Oh. Just be- once again, just, just because, because so she like- was around it and someone was like, uh, try this crack. And she was Ew. like, yeah, sounds good.
0: It's great. It's crack. It can see real high.
1: She said, I believe the combination of heroin and crack even me out. Crack is just coffee for dope fiends. <laughs> I
0: mean, sure. Oh I mean, if you, if you think you're just ratcheting everything up to 11, I would be worried about my heart at that point.
1: Sure. Yes. Um, so obviously in this state, uh, Patty is not long for whole she gets fired for real from the band forever. Um they do shoot an album cover together. She's on the cover of Celebrity Skin even though, though she, she like literally play a has never beat.
0: played a part of, has never played in the live band or in the uh on the recording for yes, it. Yes.
1: Yes. Correct. Um and she said kind of like the final blow of like being out of the band was after um they do the shoot for the album cover, Courtney invites her over, uh, gives away a bunch of like designer clothes and then they shoot up together which she said had never happened before. Oh, really? That's the interesting thing in this It was like
0: a completely separate. Every
1: everyone had like separate habits, like it seems like an intensely private experience, like you have people that you trust and that usually uh-huh. doesn't necessarily include your bandmates cuz then you definitely wouldn't get any work done. <laughs> yeah,
0: yes. <laughs> yeah, you can you you got to separate business from pleasure. Yeah.
1: But this is probably, I think this, she's also low. Great key rehearsal. Saying, great,
0: great practice. Everybody. Uh, you guys up to anything? Yeah. I think I'm just going to go home and uh, do a little heroin. What about you? Yeah. I mean, go home and do some heroin.
1: Yeah. But different homes. Yes. not Together. Uh, I think this is also a low key here way of saying like, I think Courtney was maybe trying to project like a clean vision of mm-hmm. herself at this time publicly. And I think Patty was saying like, she wasn't. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> Y'all.
1: Uh so so, you, so
0: you're saying like throughout this you're you're having to like you think that there's reference. kind of cleverly like roping in like a little bit of of undercurrents of of here's yeah. look, here's my vision of what was going on at that time yes. despite what you may have heard. Yes. Uh I like that. That seems like uh that's not often that you've had to do that for one of these memoirs. Yeah. You would think that I mean maybe we just haven't hit the right ones but there's not a lot of them that have been heavy on like quote unquote the dirt yes <laughs> um, especially the dirt as related to another person in the band
1: yes yeah and it's it's kind of only if you know about which i i guess she's assuming that 100 percent of the people who read this book are interested in Courtney love too
0: yeah the, i would imagine that the overlap of people who are like no i am a purely a patty shemmel fan
1: <laughs> yeah but like at this point she had been in people versus larry flint she had had like kind of like a designer darling makeover where she was like going on to the carpet. Courtney Love, Love. although Patty has gets a gets a taste for the finer stuff too. Um, she was dating Edward Norton at some point. I think Patty's kind of like, uh, but also this. Yeah, I is mean still that's happening. like. I mean
0: not to talk spend too much about the Patty Schemel book talking about Courtney Love, but that is like she kind talks of, about
1: herself. So uh, we. Can. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> like the,
0: the interesting thing about Love is that she is this in this weird uh, dialectic between like outsider and star fucker for for basically um which like maybe is all part of some big performance Mm -hmm. but probably is just uh her like grabbing at whatever nice comes her way which in a in a way that's that sounds very crass and I think it is for her Mm -hmm. but I think that it's like what else would you what else would you do it at in her position like I I absolutely other than the the copious heroin use would be of a a opinion of being like, go for it. And if you can make it cool Mm -hmm. by just like taking all the fucking handout designer clothing that people give you and like never actually making it onto somebody who's like a consummate insider feeling like a consummate insider sellout, even though she's probably been to the Met Gala, like more than 50% of them in the 21st century, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Like, I don't know. It's a, I'm, she just occupies this interesting space in pop culture and yes. which she is both, in, both within and without. You yes. Know?
1: Yeah, totally. Um, and yeah, I mean, Patty, like, I mean, even including in, as much about Kurt as she did is also like she knows people want to hear about it. Yeah. And like people want to hear about the underside of Courtney's behavior, even though like a lot of it was incredibly public. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't blame her for referencing it. It's no, like Jeff no, Tweedy no. making the joke about like, uh, I'm not going to say anything about the prescription pill abuse. Like, uh, just kidding. Of course I am. Like, that would be Keith <laughs> Richards saying, writing a book about how much he loves being a grandfather. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you
0: you got to, look, if you're a rhythm section mem- memoirist, you got to gotta give us some of the sweet gotta stuff give that, us, w- that we want. Give
1: us that grunge juice. Yeah, give it to us. Ugh. Um, okay, so Patty comes out of the band uh, with no idea about how much money she could have been <laughs> making, should have been making. She lawyers up. Uh, she goes to the band It's just like, uh, I don't know, pay me money. And they gave her $150,000 flat fee not for nothing. her contribution to, um, like the band and was just like, take like, here it is. Take no, it no run. royalties or no anything. royalties yeah. as far as I'm, I know. And she takes it and it's not a great idea to give a drug addict, $150,000 in cash. in cash. Yes. Okay. Um, so she, she even like,
0: is she really even like trying to, uh, uh, I'm just, sorry I'm just trying to look up how much lived through this soul just to get a sense of it I mean it obviously went plat, platinum uh, but I just pulling up this page through it it says uh, I just caught the, f- the phrase loves thematic preoccupations with beauty and motifs of milk motherhood and anti-elitism
1: <laughs> the three the, the three yeah uh, three tenors
0: uh, motifs of milk is a good name for something
1: that is a good name for something.
0: Anyway, uh, lived through this one, Platinum. They made a ton of money. Oh, shit. And I'm sure, uh, no, at least Platinum, I'm sure that they uh, that they saw very, very little of it.
1: Yes. I mean, that, that begs a question. Like, you know, what should a drummer be worth? And the answer is, like, probably more than essentially being paid as a hired gun. Yeah. But then, I don't know. You'll see, <laughs> you'll see what she does with the money. Uh, even even before she like signs the the papers to make the deal legit, she gets arrested <laughs> by an undercover cop in L. A. Trying to buy heroin on the street. She's uh, like literally
0: trying to sign the on sell the like unsigned contract for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars for like a just like a brick of heroin. Yeah.
1: So Alice, this weird enabler girl, somehow like gets access to the money, like gets an ATM card attached to a bank account, like starts buying a bunch of expensive crap for their house that they live in together now. Um, And then obviously Pat, Patty said she used to like, she would be like, I'm going to spend $200 a day on heroin. And like, that's, that's my amount of heroin for the day. And then obviously with that much money at her disposal, she's like, I'm going to buy as much as I want. want."
0: It's like, Oh, Alice coming back being like, Oh, Oh Patty, I I found us a a brand new shift robe. (laughs) For our heroin, stop
1: it. <laughs> um, so they they have a they get a house in L.A. After a while, they can no longer afford that house. So
0: <laughs> it's like okay, I bumped up my heroin budget from two hundred to two thousand dollars a day. Yeah, let's see how long this one hundred fifty thousand dollars lasts. It's
1: very blank check, like the movie blank check yeah. of just being like I don't know. I bought eight thousand computers and like an yeah, indoor and water slide. A, and
0: a McDonald's franchise in my house. Yeah. Or wait, is that is that blank check or is that first? First kid.
1: I don't know. Or,
0: or um, Richie Rich. Richie Rich. Uh, he might have had the, the McDonald's in his uh-huh. house.
1: When they can no longer afford their house in LA, Patty moves in with her ailing father. Um, and like Alice comes too, And so like she's living at home. She's going to like serious like crack houses, basically scoring drugs. Like letting weird dealers like borrow her car. Like so, this is this is like pretty rock, bo- rock bottom. Yeah, it, I mean, it's not even that close yet. Uh, she like she's not she is not trying to get in another band. Yeah,
0: she's like really not living. She
1: doesn't talk about music for another like several chapters. She's completely like forgotten about that as any kind of like animus or passion.
0: Uh, that's extremely grim and dark. Yeah, and this is what like. 99, 2000. Yeah, about. early
1: 2000s. Um, so then the problem in Washington is that like good drugs or any drugs are too hard to get. So they moved back to L.A. Um, Just purely
0: as like not even it's like a real estate deal, but for drugs. Yes.
1: Um, they move into like a flop house that they like sleep in sleeping bags on the floor. And then Patty says she uh, comes to the realization that if I just spent a couple minutes doing something sexual with a guy, a quick hand job uh, behind a building or in a car, then I could get what I needed and not be dope sick. If they could close their eyes and pretend they were with someone they were attracted to, I could close my eyes and count to 180. So she starts giving hand jobs for enough money to get uh, Holy heroin. Shit, this is
0: extremely grim. Did you
1: think that this was going to get this intense?
0: I mean,. <sighs> This is like I didn't. Yeah, well, I mean, I knew that it would be like it's a grunge memoir, so I knew that it would be in- intense. But this is about like, I mean, this is the first person that we've covered who has turned to literal has uh, turned to literal pop Pr- prostitution, prostitution, yeah, for drugs. So and she,
1: and she said she like didn't think of it that way because she like in her head a because she's gay. I feel like I'm also glossing over and I shouldn't gloss over is like throughout this book she's had like a lot of relationships with different women and like recognizes that like sex is also part of her like addictive personality Mm. but there are so many girlfriends that it was kind of hard to keep track Okay, that's similar to the the boy books of the time of just (laughs) being like I don't know who these people are who's Hannah (laughs) (laughs) Um, but so I think that also like being a queer woman helped her like not helped her but yes it allowed her to compartmentalize when she started having to do this stuff in order to like not be sick Um, And then so she's still with Alice, but then Alice one night uh, steals Patty's car and Patty is straight up homeless. So she says she moves willingly, naturally onto the streets. She spends four months on the streets of L.A. Sleeping underneath an underpass or an overpass.
0: Um, I'm 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 flabbergasted. She said.
1: And what's crazy is like everything in this tone is so like dry. Yes. It's not like, oh, my God, I can't believe it was just like started living on the streets like you I started you know well, I mean I started running cons for some guy named jimmy what's I
0: mean what's really intense about this and maybe one of the more unabashed ones that we've seen in the in the this show is that it really seems like she has no no resistance to her addiction at all yeah. like she's she's like so in it that she's like she even at this point is not like oh i I should probably try to fight this thing it's like no this is i'm I'm cool with this yeah.
1: And I'm wondering, I don't, I don't think we've
0: ta- talked about somebody who's gone that deep into things.
1: Yeah, without also like having, I, I'm just trying to associate this with like her being a drummer mm-hmm. because she has no one in her life. Treating her, and I'm just like connecting this back to like the idea of labor. She has no one in her life treating her like she has any kind of like relevant or helpful creative contributions to music, sure. like, right? She's there she's to like, like a tool. bang. Yeah, she's there to like bang a thing.
0: And it also, I mean, it goes back to her like very first thing is like the, the high tolerance for pain. Yes.
1: Yes. And so if that's the way that she considers herself and that's the way everyone has been treating her, including Courtney Love, who just like basically threw her out of the yeah, band. Yeah,
0: who sided with uh, the dickwad producer over her yeah. her uh, 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 partner.
1: Right. Then there's no point in like, why would you even think what, what refuge does music have for you? Like, right. Right. If you're not, if no one is calling you being like, where are the songs, Patty? No yeah, one's asking her like, that because yeah, or she's like, not let's writing get that, Let's get
0: that drummer from Hole on this project.
1: Yeah. So she, I think she's lost in the mix because she's treated as like kind of the equivalent of like an unskilled worker. Sure. Um.
0: I mean, she was treated disposably and now lives disposably. Yeah.
1: Um. She said, she, and she said she never thought of like the old her. Like she didn't think of that person at all during this time. Um. She, she starts having... Actual sex for money. She said, there is nothing I wouldn't do because I was completely dissociated from the acts themselves. Um, She starts, her sense of humor is so wild. She's talking about like being with a dealer at one point and a dealer's girlfriend asking her if she had an extra needle so the woman could shoot up. And she said, being a feminist, I handed her mine. Oh my God. And then like used, used the used one. Oh my God. She was taught, like she talked about all, like goes into, crazy detail about just like the absolute body horror of being an addict. Yeah. I, I can only imagine. Yeah. Um, it's fucking crazy. Yes. Including <laughs> she is talking about a, her, a condition of going too long in between getting, uh, hits and saying it's a condition she calls stomach, which is just all caps of just like the particular way her body feels. It's, it's just, just like all Stomach. stomach.
0: Oh my God! Oh,
1: Patty! Oh,
0: this is this is uh very grim. This is
1: the grimmest shit. Anthony Kiedis wasn't sleeping on the street. No,
0: he was not. He, 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 he was going to big, Hawaii. He has a very charmed life compared he to this. He was like
1: eating, you know, avocados in Hawaii. And yeah, um, swimming with dolphins.
0: Yeah, so this is by far the the we've done since the uh, woman from the Runaways.
1: Yeah, and this is, it's, it's women, man. So somehow she gets her. She like wrestles her car back from Alice. She moves home. This is in the like 2002, I think. She's mm-hmm. in her early 30s. Um, and then she kind of like cleans herself up. She moves back to L.A. because Courtney calls again saying like, I'm staffing up a band that is called Bastard. Okay. Obviously, no. Um, I don't think you've ever heard a Bastard song. It didn't
0: really uh, take off.
1: Uh, nope. But at least it kind of like reminded Patty that she could play music. Like, yeah, that, was that, that, thing. like that was a part of her life. Um, she ends up joining Juliet Lewis's band. Do you remember Juliet Lewis and the the uh, licks?
0: I I have the vaguest shadow of a memory that Juliet Lewis had a band.
1: They got covered probably maybe uh, outsizedly in Rolling Stone. I think because Juliet Lewis was like an actor. An actor. Um. So yeah, just like just them. like
0: how fucking all the fake actor bands like uh, uh you know Hollywood vampires. Uh, gets written up and or like
1: stuff. a J I mean even like 30 seconds to Mars <laughs> don't want to piss off the Mars hive or whatever I, I know but people
0: actually really like
1: people really like them 30
0: seconds to Mars which is just it's so
1: or it's like so you, distressing you know I, what that, the that, current day version of this is mm-hmm. that there's a stranger thing boy who has there's a, a band. band and I'm sure they ha- have they stands. played gov ball this past summer and oh like, my god honestly, is, it, is it like the hot boy yeah it's like the curly boy yeah the main boy but
0: not the the the, not the, the gap not, tooth. Not
1: the guy with the poster. Yeah, <laughs> okay. no, not the guy with the pillow that just says Steve. Right? Is that the one?
0: I think it is. <laughs> uh, for those who don't know what we're talking about, we. Oh, uh, I'm so this,
1: sorry you can't see this on the podcast. Uh, there was a
0: uh, a tweet about this, but also we went to Target once, and uh, there's just a a pillow that's like that what that glittery sequins that just had a uh, an outline of Steve from Stranger thi- Things with the the pretty boy's face. In like glittered sequence on a pillow, and it just said, "Steve, like on block the pillow block letters and we were we were just imagining like if you didn't know the context for this, imagine trying to explain or sell what this <laughs> pillow is. <laughs> just a generic boy's face that just says Steve, you know on a accent pillow.
1: You know how in Japan, like a lot of clothing will have like random yeah. English phrases because like that's cool and exotic to them. Uh, I feel like that's such a like Japan ass thing to do. Just being like Steve, it's just (laughs) Steve. Steve." It's just the Steve pillow. Yeah. You want the Steve pillow? Um, anyway, actor bands, actor bands, they get too much, they get too much press perhaps for the quality of their music regardless. Uh,
0: Julian, the Licks still, uh, operational really years active 2003 to 2009 comma 2015 to present.
1: She got she got back into it in
0: May 2018. Members of the band were tweeted tweeted that they were in the studio and working on new music.
1: Can't wait for the latest release by Juliet Lewis and the Licks.
0: Watch this space. Watch this space. Licks heads.
1: Should we? Li- I mean, ugh.
0: do you want to hear some Juliet and the Licks? Yeah. Well, th- narrate what happened with Juliet and the Licks, and then
1: the thing that happened is that um, Patty relapsed like mid tour. And started, she, like, admits she was, like, acting like an asshole, basically. Like, she was just being really messy and get didn't have her life together. your fucking shit together.
0: you getting the second chance. You're touring with a famous actress. She's an addict.
1: Addiction is a disease. I know.
0: But it's at like, it's a genetic. certain point. genetic. Like, she, like her,
1: her mom, her parents.
0: Yeah. I mean, I know I should be uh, sympathetic to it, but it's, like, when you hit the, the, it, it's just so frustrating when you, like, hit the, hit the rock bottom so hard, mm-hmm. pull yourself up, get a good opportunity. And then are like, yeah.
1: That's way more, way yeah, more powerful. I know, I know, I know. Um, Juliet, once she uh, confesses to Juliet Lewis that she has um, slipped up, Juliet is like basically like, have you thought of trying some Scientology? Because Juliet is a Scientologist. <sighs> oh, God damn it. I
0: didn't even know that. Uh, um, I
1: hadn't known it either. And she... <laughs> uh,
0: the tracks on their 2006 album mm-hmm. are, are things like Smash and Grab, Hot Kiss... Death of a whore. Ooh! Mind full of daggers. Ooh! Gosh, should we uh, listen to uh um? Let's listen to Hot Kiss. Okay. Off this. <laughs>
1: not bad It's not bad I don't
0: know
1: Kind of a budget Courtney Love though. Yeah I mean I'm sure she's got Her own thing going on Yeah it's a
0: little uh, Yeah it's, it's very It's very like generic uh, Hot rock uh, Honestly They should maybe Tour with uh, Jet Yes Not not to slander them too hard.
1: You know, as a a band, I mean, this sound definitely was popular then. I'll give them
0: that. They could sell this to a commercial.
1: A band that I was really into, like, around this time, I think, was the Donnas. Oh, yeah. Did you ever fuck with the Donnas? Now, those were some real bad, badass girls. Uh, How
0: about (laughs) this? Uh, Like, maybe in this genre, but way, 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 way better. The Gossip
1: Oh, the Gossip Rules. The yeah. Gossip Rules. No, they they were like legitimately good. Yeah.
0: I the Donna's like, definitely
1: felt like they were um, made in a factory. Yes.
0: And that's the image that they tried to uh, project. Yes. Uh, but, you know, it's around like 2005, 2006. There's like, you know, Blues Rock, but What If Woman? Yes. Uh, did, th- did that? I think the Gossip is like probably the... Uh, what
1: if Woman did Blues Rock?
0: I think the Gossip is definitely the pinnacle of that uh, genre of... I don't, ooh, it looks like the gossip are not on Sportify. Oh. Ooh. Oh. Too bad.
1: Now I'm just thinking of like the optics of in then versus now of being like, congratulations girls, you're all in a band together and you're all going to be named the same thing. <laughs> no, not your last name. We're not implying you're a family. Yes. You're all named Donna.
0: <laughs> well, it's like, I guess it's like female Ramones.
1: Yeah, but but instead of... Like the Ramon family. Oh yeah, their yeah. name is all Donna. Donna,
0: yeah. Uh, we've it's joined a band cute. and we've taken away your name. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is funny to think about that as like there were like three years from like 2004 to 2006 where it was viable to be like to be like, hey, you guys like female fronted blues rock? Yeah, because we got like six of these bands. Yeah,
1: women in rock so yeah the the Scientology doesn't take mostly because it's too expensive is
0: all right she is, or she is li- literally she's too much of an addict for Scientology. Yeah, she's
1: too fucked up for Scientology. thank God she said just it wasn't my thing.
0: um do your best, Xenu, but you are way underestimating how much I fucking love heroin
1: <laughs> Do your best Xenu uh, fuck, fuck me up Xenu That's a good thing to put on a shirt <laughs> um. So,
0: molan labe, Zinu, but I'm going to be smoking this crack until I die. Oh, my God.
1: Uh, she hits, like, actual rock bottom in 2005. So she, she was basically just saying, like, you know, she had no, no responsibilities. Like, no one that she, she was, wasn't treating anyone she loved well. Like, she sold a drum that she had been using as a dining room table <laughs> to the pawn shop. Uh, Ooh, that is, <laughs> she was doing her heroin shots in a Shell gas station and mixing them with a uh, toilet water. Like she's oh god damn, and she said like the drugs stopped working, and like that's when she was like, all right, I need to go to rehab. She's like the drugs literally like I was doing heroin and it was doing nothing for me anymore. Oh, wow, just causing weird health problems. Um, so she went to rehab in mid two thousand five the intake at the intake, she said she had estimated she'd been to 14 rehabs and did 22 detoxes since 1992.
0: She is, she is a fucking soldier for the, That's a the grunge time. wars. That is a long time. She has been in the shit like way longer than most of these people do. And continuously the entire time. I mean, a lot of the guys, um, you know, who's the, who's the guy from velvet revolver?
1: Scott Weiland. He's
0: Scott Weiland who, came out of it for a long time and then went back in yeah. hard. Yeah,
1: or Chris Cornell.
0: Yeah, or Chris Cornell. Yeah. But most of those guys like got out of the original scene, had a fairly stable and if they went down, went down hard later. Yeah. To be doing it that hard for like 15 straight years. Yeah.
1: Jesus Christ. Yeah. No, she's a true like made of steel ass yeah. person. It's insane. Yes. Like and she said she does she's like she doesn't know why you know like Kristen died and she lived yeah like she just doesn't get it she's got a high or con- Kurt
0: she's got a high constitution score
1: yeah I'm also revising I have no idea whether Chris Cornell actually did heroin yeah
0: I think he just killed himself yeah
1: but you know still grunge era yeah. like uh, trauma right life trauma um so she. Uh, she says in the program they call everything you lost the wreckage. The only way to get over it is to think of these possessions as things you lost in a fire. Okay, I just really, I really like that line. Um, so but it seems like
0: she doesn't even care about things.
1: No, but she doesn't have any. Like, she sold all of her shit. Yeah. She's like, I sold drums that I, like, played on SNL. Like, I'm never getting that shit back. Yes. <laughs> and also Alice, like, went into a storage unit that they had together and, like, sold all sold. of her, like, Grammys or whatever, like, all of her <laughs> awards and stuff. Ugh. Um, So she's, like, getting back on her feet. Like, she oh, does the... I, I would almost, like, to do... if I was an investigative
0: uh, reporter, I would do, I would try to do a piece on black market award statuettes.
1: Yeah. Because there
0: must be, I mean, we've talked, we've covered several people who have sold Grammys.
1: Sold Grammys or lost Grammys. Yes. Yeah. uh,
0: Black market Oscars, black market Grammys, black market Emmys. Um, If you, if anyone out there has uh, any leads on a black market Emmy or Grammy story, uh, let us have it.
1: Yes. We want them. So she goes through rehab for a final time and like gets back on her feet. Um, she starts working at a dog groomer business uh, okay. and then is Very like... Very wholesome. I mean, she says like when you are have been acting like a piece of shit for, you know, over a decade, like dogs loving you unconditionally is a healing thing. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> um, yes. She has one special dog that uh, she feels like she really connects with and then the dog's owner uh, or the dog's, the dog's owner's personal assistant is like, hey, well, we're actually looking for someone who can look... Uh, after this dog, a little bit more full time because the owner ends up traveling a lot. Would you be interested? And that's how Patty Shamel ends up as Meg Ryan's border collie's caretaker. <laughs> Patty Shimmel, is- ho- whole drummer, is charged with the well-being of Louise. Meg, Meg Ryan's, Ryan's dog.
0: Meg Ryan's uh border collie. Wow! Can't make this shit up. Uh, fucking kismet.
1: Then she. Oh, wow, you were in. Who was it?
0: <laughs> I was I was doing romantic comedies most of the <laughs> We didn't listen
1: to that. Uh, yeah, you know, You've Got Mail and Celebrity Skin were kinda of <laughs> in the same period of time. Uh
0: uh whatever the is in the soundtrack to uh You've Got Mail is like the opposite of the nineties drops for whole, you know?
1: <laughs> I'm just imagining like there's like a really you know the opening sequence of You Got Mail when both she and Tom Hanks are like walking to work and like on the Upper West Side and walking by Zabar's and yeah, like yeah. getting their Starbucks and saying <laughs> hi to the and the, just having it be like. <laughs> da-da, da-da, da-da. <laughs> I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to make that after this. Yes. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then she actually, she has such a good time with this fucking dog. She opens her own dog walking business and she calls it dog rocker, dog rocker, because she's a dog rocker. Oh, so she's she's healing. She gets back into drumming. Um, and so now she basically drums for like a few random ass things. Yeah. My like understanding? just gun
0: for hire. Whoever will take. Yeah.
1: Gun. Um, she said, I knew I had to hit something if I was ever going to feel, feel better. She ends up getting married. She has a kid. Okay. Um, so like as of now, I think she might've gotten divorced since the publication of the book. (laughs) It come Uh, I want to say 2017 perhaps. Okay. Um, you know, peak, peak memoir time. And she, she ends the book with this. She's, Says, uh, I think of all the women I've met in the sober living houses, the diversity of their stories, the way they made me laugh, the incomparable strength of women. I think of the sweet dogs that made me feel seen and needed and loved, <laughs> the easy therapy of their faith in me. <laughs>
0: Through tears, those heckin' good p- doggos. Good doggos. <laughs> those 16 rare puppers. <laughs> saved me from death, uh, literally.
1: Uh, I. I think of the music and the unconditional pull of drums in my life. I think there's a nice poetry in picking the drums as the god of my own understanding. Mm. Uh, I vow every day to give my daughter and my wife the life they deserve, and I vow to allow myself to feel the preciousness of that vow and how lucky I am to be making it. Lucky to uh, to finally know in my guts when I play, when I work, when I'm home, I have too much to live for. Well, oh, it's a good ending. Yeah.
0: And very succinctly put.
1: She was given blowjobs on the street. In, the, in like the early 2000s. 2000s, not that
0: long ago. My God. And not, when the, not when she was that young. Oh. Jesus Christ. Uh, don't do heroin. I mean. Not even once.
1: Not, but it's funny, like she was in a band with Courtney Love, and they both might have done like similar amounts of drugs, but because Courtney Love was like the front woman and the face and like mm-hmm. the people that people invested in, she got is a zillion second chances that were like monetary. Yeah. And Patty got... None. Yes, I mean support your local drummer. Has
0: she ever interacted with Courtney Love after she? Did she say at all after, <laughs> after she got clean?
1: Did she end up back in the band when they no. did their 2010 album? Um, now I need to look this up. If they if they did that, because
0: um, they put out they got back together and put out another album in like 2010 or something.
1: Yeah, America's sweetheart.
0: Uh, yes, nobody's daughter. Nobody's daughter. The personnel on it is. I mean, Beinhorn wrote a bunch of the songs on it. Yeah, so that would that would be a no then. Yeah,
1: yeah no, I don't. I don't. She think... was not
0: on it. Stu Fisher was on drums. Okay. Boo. I guess I don't know. Maybe it's good that she does not hang out with those those uh those people again.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know if Courtney Love is like the greatest. Yes. Influence <laughs> in in general, and that's 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 the Patty story.
0: <laughs> you know who did session drums for uh. Juliet and the Lick's 2006 album? Who? Dave Grohl.
1: Of course. Yes. It's like, yeah, I'm around. I don't know.
0: Yes. Another guy who, if you get his phone number, he will come and drum on your... your uh, uh, Jeff
1: Tweedy says, uh, in order to win a Grammy for Best Rock Album, he has to kill and eat the heart of Dave, Dave Grohl. Grohl. Or
0: get Dave Grohl to play on a Wilco album, which honestly would sound pretty sick.
1: That sounds totally doable. Maybe for a cause like global warming or something. Uh, Well... We're not talking about. Do they do they know it's climate change? <laughs> do they know it's
0: climate change? We're not talking about Wilco, We're talking about Hole, and we're talking about Patty Schimmel. Patty. Uh, well, that is was harrowing. Yes, the most harrowing since Sherry Curie from The Runaway. Since
1: Sherry Curie getting uh, kidnapped and, and uh, uh, like tortured, almost, yeah, almost yeah.
0: murdered. Yeah. Uh, yes.
1: Why? Oh, Chris, why do the women have to go through this stuff? It sucks.
0: <sighs> it's it's terrible, and there are no protections for it. There's no. Yeah, that's but, like what's the, most frustrating about it is it seems like. I mean, again, there are more harrowing stories from men that we have not read yet, but it does seem like the male musicians benefit from a certain charmedness of their fucking up that they can kind of like always pull out of it and get some kind of break if they even like barely ask for it. Yeah. But on the other hand, it doesn't even seem like Patty was asking for a break for for most of the most harrowing parts of it, which is part of her addiction. But, you know,
1: yeah. I think she had totally lost sight of that. Yeah, Ugh.
0: I mean, it's it really sounds like a, a there, memoir I, of somebody who had like given up caring for most for like a huge. Yeah, chunk I just of their thing.
1: I truly wonder if we're ever going to get a memoir from a woman that's just like la 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 la. I, I kept fucking <laughs> up but people keep giving me chances. It was crazy. I'm trying to think if even we've done somebody maybe from Courtney a woman Love
0: who, who's even approached that. I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's hard. Yeah, Destiny's Child. <laughs> Maybe. They're just like you know, we just love God and yeah, he's, he's our strength and. Well, how do you feel about whole now? I mean, it's in te- uh, the whole scene is crazy. That yeah, especially just like Seattle went from so many
0: good, so much good music and s- so many fuck ups.
1: Yeah, and just no questioning of the consequences of stuff which is how I guess you end up where you end up
0: uh but you know who mostly did not fuck up is those good good boys from the olympia scene (laughs) who just made maybe
1: it was hugs not drugs after all who
0: made fucking tea and and stuff uh and and did like (laughs) little like they did they just like made tea and made like gentle kombucha knit
1: sweaters and I mean, you know, Patty came around and was like, dogs rule. <laughs> she had a very wholesome close <laughs> Maybe she to had this. more more cuddles
0: and stuff. You're right. Maybe the moral of the story is between the Olympia guys and the safe through dog walking, hugs not drugs. Yeah. Well, let's move confidently into the end of this episode.
1: I, I would also, too, like to shout out that this was a uh, listener suggesto. Um, this was from... Uh, Please hold. This was from Gobby. Listener Gobby. At Gobby Official. Uh, At Gobby
0: Official. Thank you, Gobby Official. Thank
1: you. Um, Amazing recommendation. This, uh, I mean, this is a well-written, this was like a miss my subway stop kind of book.
0: Yeah, I feel like I um, don't, I've I kind of dropped off asking asking this. I used to ask all the time, "How is this a book?" But you've already answered. Is good. It's among the the better, Very the better like written books. And as a read, it's it's like compelling, but uh, yeah, harrowing, Under,
1: but understated, super dry humor, but like humor through the whole thing. Who's the guy who wrote a million little pieces? And James Frey. James Frey could never. Your your Frey, <laughs> your Frey could, could never. never. Isn't that
0: finally getting turned into a movie? What I think they finally are doing it, even though it's been like proven a hoax forever.
1: That is so funny. It's a fu- His whole thing was he wrote it as a novel. No one wanted to publish it. And then he was like, oh, that guy was me. Actually, it's a memoir. And then everyone tripped over themselves. Honestly, like. What is it about memoir? Power move. What is it about memoir that makes people so freaking horny? People are just horny for truth. Like Caroline Calloway. Not to get go down to that rabbit Sorry, hole. the A Million
0: Little Pieces movie came out last year.
1: Oh, okay. So probably wasn't uh, that much of a Aaron squash. Taylor
0: Johnson, that guy, so. Sorry, Aaron Taylor Johnson. If you're a fan, mm. yeah, he's just like kind of. A, it's not that he's bad at acting; he's just devoid of charisma. Oh. Here's the thing, and I don't want to drag my mom too hard because I know that she sometimes listens to this show. But when she describes the things that she likes to me, she's like, uh, like a movie that she's seen. She's always like, it was so good, and it was based on a true story. And like the way that she talks about it is like, the truer the story is based on, the better the movie, mm-hmm. because you can't have a better movie than something that is literally reality. Yes. And the more fiction something is, like she cannot engage in like sci-fi and fantasy at all because that is fake. And therefore, by virtue of it not being real is less good than something that actually happened. Yes.
1: Well, I think that's totally the attitude toward... And I think we are maybe slightly post-memoir industrial complex, Mm -hmm. but... Like Caroline Calloway stuff, of like if someone had just written a book, a fictional book about some girl who doodles off to, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, Oxford. And like to... got this
0: bizarre Instagram fade and then fucked it
1: all up. Yeah. Well, that, see, that, the fuck up is interesting. But because. But it, if you wrote that as a fiction, it would be. But if you wrote that as a fiction, people would be like, oh, whatever, IDK. Yeah, yeah. But it was if it's a real person to tie it yeah. to. People are just looking for influencers, man. James Frey was an influencer. He was an influencer.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's, while we're on the subject of listener mail, let's do a little listener mail. We're yeah. trying to be a little better about that. Yes. Uh, we got a lot of great feedback, especially from the nine 11 episode, uh, that we're still even working through, but some of the correspondence, uh, Oh, and a lot of great feedback from the worst songs episode. Yes. So I'd like to specifically, uh, shout out, um, uh, Mr. Jay Halkyard, um, who, and introducing on the, on the letters, <laughs> Mr. Jay Halkyard, yes. uh, who sent us a letter, uh, detailing the, how his, uh, school dance, his school final dance was ruined by the copious playing of don't stop believing. And to add insult to in- injury, it was on the night of, uh, Michael Jackson dying. And so it also, it was basically like, a. a A B A B playlist between "Don't Stop Believin'" and Michael Jackson songs. It really
1: strikes me the multiple playing "Don't Stop Believin'" multiple times in a night is like truly torture. Even if
0: I'm to subscribe, ascribe any value to that song, which I have previously said it has none. Yes, maybe it works as like a culminating song to something.
1: Yes, end it.
0: But to play it once and then play more songs and then play it again—that even more is like, what the fuck are you even doing with this? You were were completely sapping it of. Maybe, maybe it's one purpose. Yeah. But uh, he asked us if we were to pick a song for the class of twenty twenty to play. Mm -hmm. What would it be? Yes. I mean, my response was pretty immediate. Uh, I said it would have to be SICKO MODE, even though that song came out like two years ago at this point. Yes. uh, If nobody has jumped on it now, I mean, what better sentiment could you have for you know a class of presumably you know eighteen year olds in the year twenty twenty being. Pushed out of the door of high school and being like looking at the world in front of you uh, and all the challenges it faces and being told by every authority member around you to be like I don't know go fucking make something out of this fucking mess yes go whatever yes look you're gonna have to either activate your own personal sicko mode whatever that means to you and in a way going to college for a lot of people is go- getting into uh, sicko mode the of young o- mode of your life of young adulthood yeah uh, or doing sicko mode as they prescribe in the song which is like uh you know. Zanning yourself out and not paying attention to things and like uh, trying to obtain vaguely pleasant and luxury experiences if you can get them. Yeah. So that was my pitch uh, for a great graduation song. Also, I think it would be hilarious uh, to have a commencement speaker have to deal with the theme of the commencement being quote sicko mode yes. and like a stuffy old guy going up there and being like in a way is not education. The sickoest mode that we will ever obtain you know, something <laughs> like that.
1: Yes, of course. The sicko mode is the friends that we made along the way. The sicko mode is
0: the friends that we made along the way. Yeah.
1: Uh, my, my my suggestion for a uh, song of the class of 2020 and any class would be uh, I Love It oh, no, by That'd be, that
0: be a great to put into the graduation canon. Because
1: I feel like that that has just the mood of the truly do not give a, give a shit. I think
0: what we're both getting at here is that graduation songs or end of year songs are way too aspirational. And yes. I think that and too yeah. se-
1: and sentimental and tricky yeah.
0: uh just hard left into like nihilistic uh decadent pop it mm-hmm. should be which should reflect your sense of accomplishment of doing something mm-hmm. of being like you know you should be walking out of your uh uh your high school with like that Fucking uh, gif of the koala from ugly Americans, like flipping a match over its shoulder and uh, uh, everything behind it burning down. Because you seriously do not have to think about any of that shit ever again. Yep. Uh, And with an appropriate sense of hedonism for uh, soaking in the bounty of what life has to offer you.
1: And you're hurtling into an an unknown future and you might as well approach it with uh, joy and abandon. Um, now, now I just thought of another good one, which yes. is "I tried so hard and got so far. In the end, it doesn't even matter." Yes, that'd be great. <laughs> Do
0: you imagine a row of high school students in their like awkward suits and dresses, like getting their diplomas
1: while that just played? raging to <laughs> Lincoln Park? I would love that. I would love uh, that.
0: We we should put a new put together a new graduation song canon. Oh my god! Uh, so thank you for your. Mail, and yes. we're trying to be more diligent about this. And apparently the more we mention and read mail, the more people that
1: send us mail. So Send us mail. We also had um someone send us a, uh, they, they linked us to a Harvard PhD thesis that they were reading called Ambient Meaning, Mood, Vibe, and System uh, <laughs> in response to our episode about Ezra Koenig and his vibes. Uh,
0: mood, Vibe, and System will be the name of my first uh, New Order-style album modeled after Power Corruption and Lies. Great.
1: Um, um, so I will dust off my old brain hole to read that because that seems fascinating. And I haven't read academic texts basically since I graduated.
0: And one more shout out. I would like to shout out, uh, whom uh, with the Twitter handle at Michael fucko, who is an Icelandic fan. Actually, I, I, that might be, his name is, is Ingi who's an Icelandic fan and, and messaged me about something totally different than uh, the show, but yes. mentioned that he was a, sh- a fan of the show since before I even started doing Chapo. So shout out, shout out to a real one who was from the before Chapo days. I will send you that thing that you asked me about uh, <laughs> on Twitter. But OK, so that's enough uh, uh, crowd work for this episode. Um, <laughs> thank, you for <laughs> thank you for your notes. Thank you for your notes. Uh, let me do the ending patter. Uh thank you very much for listening. This has been And Introducing. I hope you uh f- felt some fairly intense things about Patty Schrammel, the drummer I from probably Hull. should
1: do a content warning before uh, this. Starts.
0: Perhaps. Uh p- p- post active content warning.
1: That doesn't count. <laughs> uh, but for us, you can follow us on Twitter
0: at and intro pod or send us an email at and introducing pod at gmail.com. Uh or our SoundCloud is at always at s- is as always at soundcloud.com slash and dash intro dash. pod. And please subscribe to us on iTunes. We still need those tasty, those tasty likes and subscribes. Mm-hmm. Um, please, while you're there, just send a quick review. Uh, you know, just do a, a quick, uh, you know, not even once. Uh, five stars. Uh, not heroin. Not even once. Not even once. Uh, in the in the comment section, something like that. Maybe something a little more positive. Don't don't want to scare people out. Sure. I don't know, but until then, we've got a few more great shows lined up through the end of the year. Where we we as always, we have irons in the fire for more great content. Uh, Thank you all for bearing with us for a somewhat erratic release schedule. You are all the most wonderful fans for (laughs) excusing that instead of uh, badgering us to put stuff out. Sorry, I had
1: to go find myself on the road. Uh, I don't even know who I am without the the feeling of wheels turning across the asphalt. And until
0: the next two weeks, uh, we will see you in another two weeks. Uh, This has been and Introducing...